Hello, everyone. My name is Brendan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to A Thousand Generations, presented by Page Turners They Were Not, a Star Wars podcast. Today will be a fairly brief episode, and unfortunately a very somber episode. Well, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your point of view. Yesterday, John Boyega released a article he had written for GQ, where he described some of the problems he's dealt with in the industry. Now, briefly, he touched on Star Wars. And that's what I want to talk about. Now, you can already tell. I think anybody can already tell that the fires have been lit. And the internet, when it comes to discussing Star Wars, is going to go nuts. Particularly on Twitter. Now, on Twitter, I have muted most, if not all, words pertaining to Star Wars. Because I'm really tired of seeing all the uh, arguing, fighting, toxicity everywhere. But today, we're not going to talk about that. We are going to talk about what John Boyega said. Now, Boyega was of the opinion that he was heavily marketed to be a very important character in The Force Awakens and in the sequel trilogy. And he feels that his character of Finn got really pushed to the side and as a person of color got sidelined in favor of white main characters. Now... I'm going to say this up front. I do not believe for one minute that Lucasfilm's intention was to be racist. I do not believe that Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Chris Terrio, Lawrence Kasdan, Bob Iger at Disney, I don't believe any of the bigwigs intentionally sidelined the characters of color. I do not buy that narrative that they did this intentionally. Unintentionally, yes. Now, the colorblind... The casting of the Star Wars sequel trilogy was colorblind. The problem, though, is when you are doing colorblind casting or colorblind characters, you have to be careful that none of the characters that you include of color have storylines that can be construed in a racist manner. 
let me give you a brief example. I am writing a novel right now. Set in the future. Our main character is a Latina woman. Now, my original intent was that the mother of this character was white. Long story, but is part of an ethnic group that is white. It's part of the story. I also had the idea that because of this horrible war that's going on in the story, a nasty war, our main character, Margot, who is Latina, was fathered by rape. I was doing this as a reference to like the war in Yugoslavia and other moments in history where rape was used as a psychological weapon by the enemy. Now, if the main character who is Latina or half Latina has a white mother, that means her father is Latino. If we continue on the storyline that she was fathered by rape, that means her father was Latino and was a rapist. That's a problem because right now that has been the kind of rhetoric that certain politicians are using to say why we need to build a wall between America and Mexico. This false narrative that Mexican men are going to come into the country illegally and rape women and be thieves, thieves and gangsters and drug dealers and rapists. So I realized that it would be very inappropriate of me to make the main character's father Latino. So I had to rethink that. So that is an example of when you are telling a story and you have characters of color, you have to be very careful that their storyline in no way can be implied as racist or interpreted as racist. I hope that makes sense. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll discuss this further. See you in a minute. Okay, we are back. Now, thankfully, the story of Finn does not have any racist overtones. It has racial interpretations that are positive, in my opinion. And I've mentioned it before, the idea of a young black man being forced to conform by an evil society, deciding he's had enough. At first, he decides to run away. But then has the courage to come back and proudly say, I'm rebel scum, I'm going to fight back and rebel against this evil system 
and his decision inspires another young black person to follow. To me, that's a very positive message. Now, the problem is, was Finn sidelined? Yes, I think he was overall. He kind of got sidelined in The Last Jedi, yes. So did Kelly Marie Tran, a young Asian woman. But let's not let The Force Awakens off the hook. The Force Awakens sidelined Oscar Isaac, a Latino. So, what you are looking at in the Star Wars sequel trilogy is that there are characters of color who got sidelined. I'm sure that was unintentional on Lucasfilm's part. But nonetheless, it is a bad look. My friend described it as they didn't read the room. Like I said, when you write a story and you hire... When you write a movie and you hire actors of color to be in that movie, nowadays, given the current climate with Black Lives Matter and other um, oh, what's the right word? And other cultural movements to allow people of color to advance in society. You have to be careful that you do not do anything in a work of art that could be construed as racist. And the idea, the fact that Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, Kelly Marie Tran all got sidelined and they happen to be actors of color, that looks really bad. It looks suspicious. It looks like the studio's being racist. I don't believe they were. I think this may be a case of kind of an unconscious racism. That's just more of a, they did not realize what they were doing and they need to be more conscientious about that in the future. I love the sequel trilogy. I love it. And nothing will ever change that. Now, we could step outside of racism for a moment and say Captain Phasma got sidelined. Wendell and Christie got sidelined in Star Wars. I don't like that. But, when it comes to our, our characters of color getting sidelined, it does not look good. It looks offensive. Now, I believe, personally, that their storylines were good. Finn, Poe, and even Rose. I like their storylines. I think their storylines were great. Is it possible that John Boyega is not is I'm trying to think of the right word. Is it possible 
the John Boyega. Well, let me put it this way. I love Finn, and so many people love Finn. I'm just sad that he doesn't love it as much. That he doesn't love the character as much as we do. Did he get sidelined? I can only speak from my own opinion. My answer is yes. He did get sidelined. But I like the storylines he got. But now that I think about it, it doesn't look good. So hopefully what I've said has made sense. The last thing I want to say before we conclude is when I first looked at John Boyega's article on GQ, I was very angry. I was like, you know, I, I was thinking, I was, I honestly said that I thought he was being entitled. I thought he was saying, oh, boo-hoo, I didn't get the role the way I wanted it. Boo-hoo, you know. And I said this, you know, the character is meant to serve the story, not the story to serve the character. So I thought he was being greedy, he was being entitled, he was being a whiner. But the more I thought about it, the more I talked about it with other people, like my dad and my friend, Kevin, I came to the conclusion that the characters of color did get sidelined, unintentionally, I'm sure, that they happen to be played by actors of color. But in our current climate, it does not look good. It's like looking at Attack of the Clones in our modern Me Too era and saying Anakin's behavior toward Padme is not acceptable by today's standards. So the trick is, with any company, they need to read the room. And I hope Lucasfilm will do better in the future. Deborah Chow will be in charge of the Kenobi series, if all goes as planned. Taika Waititi will be directing a Star Wars film, if all goes as planned. Now, the opportunity is, we can't change the past. But we can change what's going to happen in the future. And I hope Disney and Lucasfilm give the opportunity to people of color behind the camera as well so that these stories can be more fully told in a way that is where everyone is represented equally. Now, just to conclude, as I said, I was angry when I read this article. But I've come to realize that that was wrong because what happened was I was allowing my white fragility to kick in. White fragility, as I understand it, is the is when white folks get defensive. <laughs> when racial injustice is pointed out. You know, oh, if that guy had just listened to the cops, he wouldn't be dead. You know, oh, if if, if John Boyega had just showed up and enjoyed his role. You know, uh, why is that football player making a political statement? Go and play the game. That's your job. Your job is not to talk about politics. That, my friends...
is white fragility in action. And I admit fully right here in front of all of you that I allowed my white fragility to get in the way of listening to John Boyega. And I regret that. As I said, I enjoy his story arc very much. And yet, I do agree that some of the characters of color got sidelined. Unintentionally, but it's there. And I allowed my own fragility to cause me to go, oh no, he's, he's wrong about that. So I have a long way to go. We all have a long way to go. I hope that Lucasfilm will make the proper steps in the future that this doesn't get repeated again. So I'm sorry that today's episode wasn't as happy and positive as it usually is. I usually don't like to talk about behind-the-scenes things when it comes to Star Wars. But I have to say it, that changes need to be made. And I really hope they do. And I really want them to. So those are my thoughts. Thank you for tuning in to A Thousand Generations, presented by Dates Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And may the Force be with you always.